Hey, Sisu Squad. Welcome to It's All in My Head, a podcast about people and their relationships with mental health. I'm your host, Joel Kaskinen. Before we begin, I want to share a content warning. It's All in My Head references mature themes, including suicide, sex, drugs, and alcohol, and contains language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Discretion is advised. Hey, Sisu Squad, it's me, Joel, your host, and we're back with It's All In My Head, the podcast where we talk all about mental health and we listen to the stories of people that have lived it. I'm here today with my friend, the perhaps sweetest guy in the world, um, someone who's doing the damn thing when it comes to mental health and working on himself and empowering our community. Uh, Yeah, that's right. You heard it here. Jake Danielson, here we are. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I don't know about the kind of fan I've ever met. That might be, I might be pushing it, but... But I appreciate the kind words. I'm super excited to be here. I want to do, I want to be on more podcasts, I think. You are the perfect guest yeah, to be I on think, all of the I podcasts. Think, I think it's, <laughs> it's a good time. After we did our loss of power, I was like, give me what I like, do more with like Ty and them. I was like, give me all people. Like, right? Like, me They're so day. fun. I love it. Podcasts are just like this medium that like, I feel like everyone in the world has one right now. Yeah. But at the same time, they're so... I like them because they're so intimate. They're so yeah. authentically real, like, because it's audio and it's you. Like, yeah. yeah, you can edit it, sure, but, like, you get someone's raw emotions. You get to hear their voice, like, when it cracks and when they're getting choked up. Like, it. Like you get to hear their story through their own words, and that's what I love about it. It's yeah. not, like, TV where it's actors or reality yeah. shows that are being produced. And, like, I mean, yes, some podcasts are highly produced, especially, like, audio dramas and things like that. But my show is all about telling your story yeah. and being yeah. real and being vulnerable. And so, I mean, like, this kind of podcast where it's just, like, let's go with the flow. Let's just shoot the shit. Like, let's have a good conversation that's real and honest. Like, that's what I love. Yeah, I love podcasts. I guess. It definitely was big for me and like starting to talk about mental health. I'm so open about it like now. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. It's like insane. But like when I first started, I wouldn't talk to anyone about anything. And all I did at first was like buy a microphone and just speak into it. I didn't even record it. I really <laughs> didn't. But like I needed to like, I needed to like get my feelings out somehow. Yeah, yeah. And I refused to talk to anyone. Like I was just in a space where like, I still didn't believe that like people cared or like yeah. they to help me. But like I had all this stuff. I was just like sitting in here and so I just bought me a little microphone and I talked into it and I was like shit maybe I should actually record it and so that's why I started doing my podcast but yeah I think it's a lot I've learned that like it's there's a lot more power when you're sitting with someone mm-hmm. and you know, do the whole thing and tell the story so yeah I'm excited to get more into that space as I continue well I'm gonna hook you up with all of my friends please, who do podcasts please, so please, I'm actually please. recording tomorrow 
um, with a friend of mine who has um, a, the podcast network that I'm part of. Oh, okay. um, he is all about mental wellness and physical wellness and all of that jazz. So I'm recording with him tomorrow. So I'll yeah. get you guys hooked up. But um, yeah, it's just the best. I freaking love podcasting. I love that you love podcasting too. So anywho, with that in mind, Jake, the podcast question that we are all here to answer today. <laughs> What's your relationship with mental health and where are you at in your journey today? So my relationship with mental health, um, I started, it started as, you know, just, just depression. Uh, I struggled extremely, extremely bad with depression. Being, I wouldn't say privileged kid, but like having a good setup, you know, like good grades, I was always, I was like top five in my class, like athlete, you know, like student athlete, like good amount of friends, you know, like in good spaces. So I got to like the point of like, I don't understand what's wrong with me, like, but like I just need to like press it down and all those kind of things until like that led to a suicide attempt, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't until like that suicide attempt where I realized how real it was, you know, cause just like a lot of us, we just think it's fake or just like a feeling or whatever. But it's, it's all in your head. Yeah, like that's really, why like, my show like, is called this. That's, that's really what you, you really believe that shit, though, like, for real. And you believe that there's, like, it's just going to go away or, like, you can just push it down. And But but for some people and for, like, a lot of people, there's something really wrong and it needs help and uh-huh. you do things. And it wasn't until after my first suicide attempt that, you know, I started taking steps to actually take care of my mental health because it was all just about like the grind you know like being an athlete like trying to get through college and all those things and as bad as I want to say that it was all uphill from there um a few years later I got diagnosed with psychosis after I started hallucinating and that was extremely difficult um it, it basically derailed me in all terms of life I I wasn't functioning very well. I was basically bedridden. They they thought I was gonna get like gray matter in my brain. They were like terrified I was gonna like kill myself. Like every single day, they were like sending texts, checking in. Uh, they would even do like therapy with me because they're like you're in such a bad space that like we can't even like talk about like how to get you better. We just wow. need to like talk about keeping you alive. And so it was just it it really. Uh, really like showed me like how like severe it is and how the brain can just really like take it away from you you know what I mean because I'm as stubborn as they come I really am (laughs) you can ask you are stubborn you can ask ask Claire Claire but uh I'm I'm probably like the most stubborn person of all time but like even in dealing with that like I, I just couldn't overpower it and, and they tell you when you struggle with like hallucination psychosis, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to fight your episodes. I did that, but you know, and, and they really, they were really scared. Like people go brain dead from stuff like that. And they, they really feared that for me. And I was like looking at like long-term care. If I didn't get better, like they didn't, I was in such a bad space. I think I'm in such a good space now. Like I don't, I forget often, but I don't think people realize how like severe it was. Uh, for me in that space, mm-hmm. I really, I really questioned if I would ever be better and like if I was ever going to be able to like work a job again and take care of myself and all those sort of things. But I've been lucky enough to recover. Um, I've been off my meds for three months, I think. 
completely medication free. That's incredible. Um, and it's, it's all just about giving back now for me. I just, I walked a really lonely, lonely path as, as I dealt with this mental health journey. And a lot of it is, I don't say a lot of it, but some of it's my own fault. I didn't reach out as much as I should because when I did, I was kind of met with, with, you know, a lot of, of flack and mistrust and, you know, and some things that almost led me to, to pursue suicide again. So I got in a space of like, I can only count on myself. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all I got. And, and now I want to, I want to give back so people don't feel that way. Uh, I created the movement to, to bring people together and, and realize like the importance of like community, you know, doctors and therapy and all that shit's great. Like we need it. Don't get me wrong, but we're nothing without like the people that we have around you. If you go through all that stuff by yourself, you probably aren't going to make it. You need community. You need people you can count on. You need love. I think love's like the most important thing. And I don't accept it the best. <laughs> but but uh, the only reason I'm doing so well now is because of the people I've met. You, you know, Don, Claire, Eric, Sadie, all these amazing people, Shannon. Yeah. That have, like, just showed me unconditional love, like, for the first time. And, like, don't want something from me or need something from me. Or just want to be around me when I'm good, you know? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And and so I've been able to not just be okay, but also thrive in doing what I'm doing because of those things. And I don't think I would be in that position without the people around me. So in trying to, to grow the importance of community, I've honestly realized like how powerful it is, which has been really cool. Heck yeah. I love that. I want to spend most of our conversation on the community aspect yes. of... Uh, your mental health journey but i have a couple of follow-up questions for you first the first being for those of my listeners that don't know what psychosis is will you just give a definition or a description or something of that um i don't really know the <laughs> definition to be honest with you but on my ends it basically came from like i hallucinated uh they didn't they couldn't determine if i was like schizophrenic affective or, or it was psychosis. We did, I mean, it's psychosis regardless. But if it was like depression mm -hmm. with like hallucinations on the side or if it was like schizophrenic affective disorder. But basically, um, psychosis on my end, I should look more into like what it actually is. <laughs> Lives with diagnosis. I have no idea just, what diagnosis just, is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they always like joke because they're like, how did you feel when you got your diagnosis? I was like, well, considering the fact that I was hallucinating for months beforehand, I wasn't like, no, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but for me, um, I hallucinated extremely bad. Um, I want to say extremely bad, but pretty bad, uh, visually and auditory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I had like a lot of out of body experiences. That's very known, uh, for psychosis. But it was it was a lot. Um, it was just and it was just your mind just got, kind of goes crazy. Uh, I didn't just I didn't have really control over my thinking patterns. Mm, that's scary. The 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 worst part. I mean, it, I would say it was the worst part of the psychosis for me. It wasn't exactly like the hallucinations or the stuff, but I basically like lost my inner dialogue. 
there was like so I just felt like there was so much random stuff going on in my brain mm-hmm. that like I couldn't even like talk to myself to like calm down. You know what I mean? Like like you're okay, like that that was gone. So I was just like a mess all the time. Like I, I was having troubles like doing simple tasks, like opening doors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't tell myself to do it. Yeah. So that was the hardest part for me, but hallucination wise it was mostly like dark demonic figures. I heard a lot of screaming. A lot of like oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, a lot of like maniacal laughter, um, and, and it just felt like these these things were out to get me. And and yeah, so that's what it's like personal experience wise. Um, I feel like a lot of people always say that's fascinating. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like it is. It is cool when you think about the brain like that. But like, I'm like, oh yeah, I bet you it would have been fascinating if you had to live through it. You know. So, but yeah, like that's what it looked like for me. Um, it was. I was very lucky to not be very paranoid. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing with psychosis. People get super paranoid. I didn't really have a lot of paranoia, but I did like, I, I hallucinated a lot and, and I just had no control over like my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. I was, I didn't even feel like me anymore. Like when I started getting, when I started my meds and I, and those hallucinations and stuff kind of died down, I literally was like, I don't even know who I am. Like it just literally felt like I was, my whole identity was wrapped in just like trying to survive this illness you know that I like lost all sense of self sure so I kind of just like stole my whole identity from me because it was just kind of like wake up like wait for wait for an episode like try to write it out do what I can to survive like try to work if I can and then like basically wait for the next one you know what I mean or like try to like relax or like do but like in terms of like who I am what I enjoy people I like to be around that kind of all went away Sure. So I it just kind of felt like my whole life almost was stolen from me. Wow. So you've mentioned community. You've mentioned feeling isolated, kind of losing your sense of identity, losing your you know group of friends, family, etc. Um, during all of this time. So how did you find the power, the passion, the perseverance to get out of that and to you know envelope yourself with? A community of support like what was it what was keeping you moving um i my biggest thing for me is for a long time i thought i ended up killing myself like that's how i thought it was gonna end for me mm-hmm. i thought that was that was my path i thought like maybe not today but eventually but i always had this little voice in my head that said like well what if it could get better like what if and it was annoying, but like, it, it really like, it, it saved me and like, I didn't really believe it, but like, it was just that like, pesky little yeah, butt it was just literally like, like one star in the sky, you know what I mean? In the huge all night sky, like just one little star, like I didn't believe it at all, mm-hmm. but like I clung very tight to like, well, what, like, cause I didn't believe for a long time that I would get better, that like, even like when I stopped hallucinating, I was so depressed all the time, like. I didn't believe getting better was an option. I thought I'd always be miserable. I didn't think I'd really like get in touch with my emotions. I didn't believe that like I'd find a good group of people or enjoy like just living in general. But I always clung to like, what if, what if? And then this past December, I wrote a suicide note again and I burned it. And I said, suicide's no longer an option. Like we're taking it off the table. 
and then I was left with like, well, if I have the chance to like live a happy life that I enjoy, like, well, what's it gonna take? And and that's kind of where it started to like, I gotta get out the community and find new people. I can't just sit at the house anymore. I used to fucking hate Sioux Falls. I used to. I was trying to move like every month for like the first year I was here for real. I was like talking to like friends and rapid, like I had places to stay. Gotta get out. I almost, I almost, I almost transferred targets at one point. I was ready to get out, and but in that moment, I was like, I've probably lived like eight or nine places the past six or seven years, and I've been miserable every single one of them mm-hmm. so I was like it's not the place Jake like it's it's you you know and and I had to, that was a tough pill to swallow but I was like if you need to sit down here like Sioux Falls is a good place like you need to sit down here and find out what's wrong and at least give it a chance and so I was I just I, I grabbed onto the movement I, I feel like that was an easy thing for me to push and uh, but but I grew my community and, and people through that and, and my identity is wrapped in it so it's easy for like when I present the movement for people to see me mm-hmm. as like who I am because in like my pitch <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's wrapped around like my story so yeah. like it's it's easy it, it was a lot it's a, it was a lot easier for me to get in the community and be like hey here's this thing I'm doing because this happened to me yeah then just to go up to random people and be like mm-hmm. this happened to me <laughs> I'm crazy, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be my friend? Like, you know? Like, it was a lot easier for me. And, like, the movement I'm super passionate about. Like, it's, like, it means everything to me at the same time. But thinking about it now, it was it was very easy for me to push that mm-hmm. instead of, like, just pushing me as an individual. But, and I thought, honestly, at first I was just pushing the movement. Like, just this thing I was doing. But I've realized the more I've, like, talked about it, the more people, um have clung to it it's not always like obviously they care about the mission but a lot of people cling to like have like become friends with me because of like who I am and mm-hmm. just what I do and that's been a tough thing for me to like come to grasp <laughs> I'm always fighting the mental battle like I'm a does this person of, really yeah, like, like me and you know like, <laughs> no one actually likes me I have everyone fooled but you know I like, tell myself the same thing yeah, every day so <laughs> So, um, but the movement has been, has been big and, and, and it's, and it's got me involved with like most of the great people I'm around, Yeah, you know, so I, I've been very lucky to like be passionate about that and, and, and be able to use that to, to build a great, great group of people around me. Heck yeah. So let's share with the Sisu squad what the movement is. You've mentioned it a couple yes. of times now. It's obviously something that is ingrained into who you are. Yes. It is what you do so share with our listeners share with the sisu squad so what the movement is the movement is um mental health based it's community based uh it's based on building community and mental health spaces um but the cool thing about that is like when you think about community like you can do that in a zillion different ways you know like we have end of month discussions open to anyone we're starting a group just for moms and like how to provide resources we want to get like we're, we're working on a research project for high schools and how we can get mental health more involved in like the high school scene cool. uh we're gonna work on like how we can provide free free therapy and like what that looks like all that stuff is like building community like building people all that stuff comes together but like at the end of the day it's basically around helping people find people they can count on 
And I feel like that's so important because when I started podcasting, so many people came to me and said, I'm the only, like, you're the only person I've ever been able to talk to about this. Which is crazy to me because I could have showed them eight other people that hit me up in the past couple weeks that yes. went through almost the exact same thing, <laughs> you know? Um, we're, we're all very different, but a lot of the mental health struggles are, are very similar. And the way that they, like, hit, the way they make you feel, you know, depression, all that stuff, like, we all go through it differently, but, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the mm-hmm. things are very similar, a lot of the feelings are similar, and we just don't talk about it, or we have, like, a lot of people around us that, like, just don't go through that stuff, so the movement to me was, like, let's create these spaces so people who struggle with anything, really, has the freedom to let it out and, you know, find other people that that go through the same kind of struggles or at least understand the struggles, you know, and you feel like you have someone you can rely on, you know, and that's been the cool part about our end of month discussions is we've, like, people have made new friends, you know, like, people are like, I'm getting coffee with this person, you know what I'm saying, or like, I'm gonna, like, do this with this person, or like, you know, like, even me, like, I, I've met with a couple people that, like, just came there that, like, I see frequently, you know, and it's just cool because it's, like, it's, it's, it's really was the goal is to, like, we want to we want to bring people together, but at the end of the day, like we want them to like make connections there and then just hold on to those and have those to use, you know, until our next thing. You know what I mean? That's the tough thing with doctors and stuff is you only see them so often and then you are alone. You have to deal with all this stuff. You just you, you can't win if all you have is a therapist and a doctor, and not everyone can afford those things as well. Right. Which is which is nice is is being in this space we've we've been able to offer everything for free yeah. so it's just it's just giving people hope and a chance through like other people the more i believe super big in exposure you you only believe like what you're exposed to mm-hmm. so of course people don't believe that things get better because they're only exposed to terrible awful negative things all the time well if you can put them in spaces with all these loving caring people you know, that are, some of them doing great things, some of them are really struggling, but trying, you know, then all of a sudden you start to believe that things can get better, right. you know? And so that's just been, it's been, and, and like I said, there's so much other things going on as we as we continue to grow and, and do things, but the basis around it is community building and how can we help people find more people. Yeah. Well, I love it because that's exactly what I'm doing with the podcast. It's yeah, exactly yeah. what you're doing with the movements. That's it's really exactly your job what the <laughs> engagement. My job is literally to build community. It's literally in the description of your job. The first word is community. So, um, yeah, I like to think that I'm an okay community yeah, builder. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I like to think that I'm a lead at it. I don't know if that's true, but it makes me feel better about myself. Hey, you know, we've got to take those small wins yeah, sometimes. You know, you know, I'm just gaslighting myself into believing that I'm great at it. Light yourself until up, it baby. Literally, until it literally happens. And then I'm just like, oh, you're supposed to I did it. That's incredible. Incredible. Oh, my gosh. Well... I think you're a great community leader and someone that builds a community well. I mean, I've known you for what, all of t- 
three, three four months, months something like that. Something like and that, yeah. already how many people have I met through you? How many people have I introduced you to? Like, it. I, I mean, it's just beyond. But, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, when you have a great community like Sioux Falls and you have a great community of people that want to do the work and want to show up for one another naturally and organically we're going to be finding these people in places that work it's just like people want to be in mental health spaces they're just not there no one wants to make them Mm -hmm. but like people want to be a part of them like people want to help and like people want to talk about shit for one but also like people want to help like people want to be in spaces to like help Mm -hmm. people like people have also overcome things and like want to help other people overcome stuff the spaces just aren't there you know what I mean? Like, that's the tough part is, like, yep. very few people are creators. Most people like to to be a part of something, which is fair. It's a lot easier to be a part, like, to find something that you're passionate about uh-huh. and just latch on to it because that's the easier route. But, um, but like, these spaces just aren't available. And, and so, like, as we create them, you know, it's just it's going it, to be so powerful. To show, like, especially like in Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls is a great place to start it out. But as it grows here, it's gonna go everywhere because it's it's so powerful, it's so needed, and you know, and the more people see the power, you know, like it's it's hard to share at first, mm-hmm. but the second you feel safe, there's just so much power in that. Yeah, I love that you bring safety into it, and you bring the fact that people want to talk about their experiences but don't have the place to do so. Because I find that so often is the case. And honestly, like you said, you've heard people say, this is the first time I've ever said this, or you're the only person I've been able to say this to, or whatever it might be. Like I've had people say the same thing. Like I can't talk about this stuff with my friends or my family because they don't experience it or they don't believe that this is something that's happening to me or, you know, like it's against my religious norms or the cultural norms that I'm part of, you know, like all of that. And I've had people say that. And then on the flip side of it, the access is such a big thing you know like there isn't the space for this there's not the place to just open up and have a dialogue and have a conversation because especially in today's political climate no one wants to have a conversation it's like we want more than anything in this world to talk about our beliefs and our views and our the things that are important to us but the way in which the world is being the, the culture of our society is being fostered right now doesn't allow us access yeah. to that because it is so... Right. Uh, like, exactly. Yeah. It's so black and white. It's like, you're, you're right. Here, you're here. You're yeah. wrong. This is good. Yeah. This is bad. It, like There's no dialogue happening whatsoever. It's all just like getting angry. So that's where the safety piece comes in that you just referenced. Like... How do we create spaces like this that are safe for people to just open up and have this dialogue? Like, how how have you found success in that so far and just in your journey? My two things for safety is is one you you have to you have to share. The first the first way to make anyone feel safe is is to talk. The second, like, you open up about stuff you went through, people mm-hmm. like, oh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's tough like therapy, things like that, because people are just like, okay, tell me about your issues. Like, you don't feel comfortable with that person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But 
when someone's able to share some of their own story, then automatically you feel like, okay, like this person's being vulnerable. Like they're talking about things that they probably don't want, like don't yeah. necessarily want to share. Maybe I can let my guard down and also share. So that's where it, it's been great for me is, is I'm great at being vulnerable in those spaces. I'm, I'm very comfortable with sharing things that have happened to me that I've struggled with. Mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm very open about things that like, that are tough, you know, and that I went through. And, and, and it's also just like, like creating a space, safe space is one, like being non-judgmental, no matter what someone's been through, no yeah. matter what someone's going through, no matter what their belief is, you know, just hearing them out. And even if you have a counter to it, being like, I get where you're coming from, this is just how I feel, you know what I mean? Because that's been the cool thing about these discussions is sometimes we don't necessarily see eye to eye, but it's just like, this is how I see it for me personally. And so it's been powerful because you get things from different point of views yeah. without necessarily like butting heads. Like there's no, I'm right, I'm wrong. And, and it's just, it's approaching these things just with, with care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just when everyone cares in those spaces, like it's safe because everyone cares about every individual yeah. in there. You know what I mean? You care about yourself. You care about everyone else. You want to, you want to get better. You want to see everyone else get better. That's what makes it safe is, is you know, you're coming into this mm -hmm. space to get things off your chest, but you also know that like, that's what other people are doing. And, and if you can like, once you create that, like no judge, non-judgmental zone, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like there's just a safety there. And it starts with a few, but then it grows, and the more people see that these people being non-judgmental, you know, feeling safe. It's just it all. It just all comes down to love, really. You know what I mean? And, and just just caring about people for who they are, yeah. and not necessarily you know what they've done, what they've been through, and and when you struggle with very severe stuff. It just you gotta see things through other people's lenses, you know. People go through some tough shit, and and they usually do the best for what they think they that they can. You know what I mean? And and some of us have been in luckier situations to like have good support systems or like be in a good space. Mm -hmm. Some people haven't had that. Some people have had to like fight for their life, like literally just to survive, and then also struggle with mental stuff. Like, of course they're gonna make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Or pick up addictions or like do things yeah. because. That's the that's the only way they knew how to survive at the mm -hmm. time. So I think it's all about love and caring and, and and just seeing things from other people's perspective, you know, and welcoming them and just not judging people, you know, like just letting people be themselves and you know trying to help, but but not in like a this is right this is wrong type of way, but in more of a like in my situation. It may not work for you, but in my situation, like this is what helped me. If you're willing to try, and if not, that's okay too. Yeah, that kind of meeting each other where we're at yeah. and showing up with empathy and grace and humility and seeing this might be wrong and this might, you know, cross a boundary, but I have to say it or yeah. you know, here's an option or you know, whatever. Literally, you just need people to care, man. I know. That's, that's all it is. Is 
creating a safe space is just having people that care. Like, that's all people want. Mm-hmm. You just want to feel seen, you want to feel heard, you want to feel cared for. It's it's that simple, and it's so hard because you don't get it. Yeah. Especially, like, in, like, older family dynamics or, like, certain cultures. Like, you talk about these things. It's like, yeah. like get over it. Like, you know, be better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not real. Like, that kind of stuff. So then we feel shame. You know, we feel shameful and like broken and frustrated because we tried to be vulnerable yeah and it was met with the opposite of what we we're looking for and that's what makes it hard to open up but the second you realize someone cares it's just it's life-changing yeah and and if you can get a whole group of people that cares then that's just an amazing space to be a part yeah. of well and it's not only life-changing, it's life-saving, yeah, you know? Like, you cannot walk through this world alone. Me and Eric have talked about it, but how many lives would we save if the majority of people who struggled felt like they had one person? One person, yeah. What if they had two? What if they had four? You know what I mean? Like, people have told me, and I'm not, like, trying to toot my own horn or anything, but, like, people have told me, like, I'm the only reason they're still alive. Just because I took the, I didn't. Do, I'm not special. I I don't have any more knowledge than the next person. I just genuinely care. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And some and I don't always have solutions for people, but sometimes just listening and being like that fucking sucks. But we're gonna figure it out. Uh-huh. Is you just need someone on your team. I actually like that point too. I tell people all the time, like. Sometimes in my, like, darkest days, like, my worst depression days, I did not want an answer. I didn't want you to, like, try to bend over backwards for me. I just wanted you to listen and for you to respond, that fucking sucks, like you just did. Sometimes that is all you need, and sometimes that goes way farther than, oh, well, let me give you this or this piece of advice or let me offer you this support. Like, sometimes Sometimes you just just want to sit. Life sucks, man. Yes. Sometimes you just have to sit in the shit and you have to embrace the suck and you have to say, yeah, you're right. It sucks right now, but we're going to get through it because we have each other. It's like we, and that's why we say we can, Mm -hmm. you know, when you like tell someone that we're in it together, like it cha- it it changes the whole mindset. High School Musical is yeah, famous and exactly. popular for a reason. Yeah, we're, we're, it's not because the song bangs; it's the message, you know. <laughs> we're all in, like we're all in this together, but we really are. Like the second it turns to from like a like I'm all alone to like someone has my back. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, I tell I tell people I literally talked about this today. But we were talking about this before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so many people that love me, and I'm almost like, "Fuck you," because like, <laughs> because like, I like want why? To, because I want to be better. Yeah. Because like, I have these amazing people that like they don't they don't like depend on me. They don't need me, but like they just genuinely care and love me. So I want to be a better version of me uh, for that. Solely, yeah. Solely because they love me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. They don't want anything from me. They don't need anything from me. Just that alone, I want to be a better... And that's the thing is, like, there's been times where I've had... I wanted to, like, be better because, like, of the expectations of me. But I want to be better way more now just because people care about me for no reason at all. There's just so much power behind someone just caring. I don't think people realize... And it's so easy. 
like it's not hard to care and like we get so caught up with the way like society is nowadays of like it's uh, I'm on my own like I gotta grind like grind in the dark like <laughs> don't tell anyone what you're doing you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. be alone until you are successful and then show everyone like no like that's stupid like work together sorry. yeah and no one makes a million dollars by themselves they you have to have a bunch of stuff but like it's just caring is free mm-hmm. and it's easy and we don't like most people just don't do it enough and and you know the more that we create these spaces the more that we can show how powerful it is just to care because that's all it is it's just a bunch of people meeting up mm-hmm. that care that's it it doesn't cost any money to pull some chairs out and sit in a little circle Talk about your fucking feelings. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds cheesy, but like that's really all it is. You know what I mean? Like it's just some people that give a fuck. Yeah. Talking about stuff, and and there's just, but it's so powerful. It's such a little thing. Mm-hmm. Caring so mm-hmm. small. It takes literally almost nothing to care. Yeah. But it is probably the most powerful thing that I've ever experienced. More than, like, any money, whatever. Just people caring about me. Yeah. Has, has made... Is, it's, it's kept me alive. It really has. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm alive to this day. I, I, I think I'm stubborn in terms of, like, when things were really tough, like, I... I bogged down, like I, I did the thing alone, like I, I pulled myself out of some tough places all by myself, but like in terms of growing, I think I'd still be alive today if it wasn't for the people that I have, but I wouldn't, I would be still down here. Sure. I would just be existing, like I'd still probably be miserable, I'd be alive because I'm too stubborn to die now. But but like, yes. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be like living and that's my big thing with like mental health is like suicide prevention is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. It's huge. Like we need to stop it. But also how many people are alive that are just existing? Either because like family or they're scared. I wanna help those people have hope. You know what I mean? That like things do get better, that like you can because mm-hmm. that's what this stuff has shown me is like even as I've, I've still struggled really bad with depression over the last couple months. But I'm reminded of, like, I'm doing this very powerful thing. Yeah. One, but two, like, I'm so loved and cared for by all these new great people that I mm-hmm. just met. I don't know a lot of these people that well. I know them very well. But, like, I, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't known them that long, you know? But, like, a lot of these friendships I've made in the last, like, four or five months are way more powerful than any I've ever had just because of the love and the caring and the, the individuals that they are. Yeah. And, and, and being in that space has helped me skyrocket. And it's just given me the confidence even like when I don't believe in myself at all to be like, that's my big thing is when I'm at my worst and I'm, my mind's telling me like I'm a piece of shit, like I won't be shit, like I'm worthless, I'm still the same person I was five years ago when I first attempted suicide. Like when all those thoughts are going through my mind, I'm like, but Joe believes in me. Like Don thinks I'm great. 
Claire thinks I'm a fantastic human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those, those are like reminders. Like Tamian said, I'm doing fantastic <laughs> things. Like, exactly. Exactly. So like it's it's almost like like emotions versus facts. You know what I mean? Like my emotions are telling me one thing, but these people are like giving me the facts, and and it's just a, a, a nice reminder through these dark times of how powerful mm-hmm. it is just to have people. It's no, it's absolutely correct. I mean, like. I love the point that you made about having hope and like showing others that there is hope, like, you know, the people that are just existing, but aren't thriving and aren't, you know, surviving in a way that is healthy, you know, um, because that's what prevention work is. That's what building a community is all about. That's what you and I are doing. I think, honestly, I think that's what we're meant to do. Like, we are meant to be out here doing the damn thing, showing people that we love and care about them because that's what's going to end up saving lives. And, yeah, we both just have happened to have experiences with mental health and with suicide and with la, 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 (laughs) the list goes on and on and on. But, yeah, exactly, exactly. But we're here and we're able to be those connectors. We are the people that just, we have the characteristics and the traits needed to be the leaders that are connectors and are caring and providing up of hope and of strength and of support and whatever. But I mean, I think that you just like, you totally nailed it when I think about how many people are just existing. Like, that's what prevention work is all about. That's what you and I are doing. Yeah, I just think, I just think of like my own life. Cause even like after like I tried to take my life, I was just alive. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I still hated being alive. I used to pray every night that God would just end it for me. So I didn't have to do it. Like I spent even like years after, like it wasn't until this year, like the start of this year that like, things finally started to like mm-hmm. go in a different direction so for for four years it was literally just I, I felt the same as I did when I wanted to commit suicide I just mm-hmm. wasn't going to do it so I think think of all the people in that space and like I said like it's exposure if, if I would have been around anyone who had been in any kind of situation that I've been in and came out the other side I might have believed it more mm-hmm. Cause like I'm a big motivational speech guy, like um, you know, all that carny <laughs> all shit, that all that carny <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? But yes. like, I, I like that shit. But at the time, it just didn't resonate with me because I hated hearing people talk about you need to think this way, you need to do things this way. That had no idea how my brain functioned. Like it has to be. I'm not gonna say easy, but like, if you don't deal with a mental illness, it probably it's a lot easier just to be like, I need to stop thinking negative and <laughs> say positive things. And all of a sudden, like, yeah. you know? And like that stuff is powerful. Like, don't get me wrong, but my brain will always be wired a certain way. Yeah. More than likely. In some ways. Like, I, I get rewired a lot. But, like, there's some things that will probably happen forever. And and I needed to, to hear or see someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm from that space because I just, I didn't believe it. Everyone I was around didn't have the own, like the struggles that I had, even like the people that cared. 
if he didn't go through the same things I went through, it was just it was just the lack of of exposure to like someone's been in this space and came out the other side. Mm-hmm. I can believe I can do it. So for me, I literally just at some point had to. I, it was just a switch that luckily got flipped, but like I had to like just believe in myself in terms of that it can get better, you know, and, and that, that that I can I can get better. And luckily for me, that like that switch did get flipped, but it was just by chance, you know. And I just there was nothing. I didn't do anything differently. Yeah. Because I I still did all the self work and stuff even when I was down bad. You know, I was I was still watching the motivational speeches. I was still believing, trying to believe in things getting better. I was trying to do positive stuff. I was doing a lot of it wrong. Or <laughs> as you start to like actually do stuff right, you know what I mean? Yeah. About like what was like healthy and what wasn't. But, like, I could very easily not be in the position that I'm in. I got very lucky that, that for some grace, some reason, that, that a flip got switched. But but if we're able, like me and you, you know, like you said, we're in the space to show people. Like, we've come through the experiences, like, to show people that, like, you can come out the other side. And I know this because I did it. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. that powerful of, like, I, I did the thing. Yeah. So, and I'm still doing, like, I'm still going through the thing, but, like, I'm doing the thing, so, like, you, you can believe in it, too. There's just, there's just so much power and exposure, because once you see it, you can believe it. You mm-hmm. can't, it's hard to believe things that you don't see. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a fairy tale, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sounds great. You ever watched a rom-com? But it's, but it's so not <laughs> You ever watched a romantic comedy? Yeah, You're exactly. like, wow, this would be fantastic. <laughs> And just like not even mental health, but just like trauma, mm-hmm. and, you know, like people who come from shitty situations. Yeah, a lot of them get stuck in doing shit, and, and, and then we cast them out, you know, because like they're like bad apples or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, how can they believe in good things when their whole environment is just awful? Yeah, and they never. Well, how are they able to make those changes unless yeah. we allow them yeah, to? Yeah, we show them and like give them guidance. Mm-hmm. Them, you know what I mean? And, and so I am very lucky to be in a space and be a powerful voice. I, my most, I'm very, I'm not the smartest human being. I'm, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the, the smartest man on earth. I'm not like the most gifted, but, but I do have a good voice. I'm, I'm a great talker. I'm a great communicator. And I'm very lucky that I can use those, those skills to, to do what actually matters to me. Cheers to that, yeah, my friend. Yeah, I, I think I'm just a genius. I would do things that I do. Same, 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 same. Yeah. I would much rather be the dummy that I am and be able to like work well, with plenty like, of people. I, I think of it like because I always think like these people are so much more knowledgeable than me. But I think of like uh-huh. I'm and like like I said, like not to toot my own horn or anything, but like I'm more knowledgeable than them in spaces that matter to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're way smarter mm-hmm. than me. That's a like, really book, good way of looking at it. wise, you know, but, like, I, I watched a, a TED Talk. I can't remember which one it was, but it says you can learn something new from everyone. Someone's smarter than you at something. Yeah. No matter where you're at. And I think that's just so powerful of, like, you're gifted with something or you're better at someone with something or, like, something at least drives you. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. you're gifted or not. And, like, those are the things that matter. I, I don't want to be a doctor. 
I don't thirst for random knowledge. You know what I mean? But like I, I am I am continuously learning about like self growth yeah. and mental health and things that matter to me. So I do feel like I'm very smart in those spaces. That's all you need. Okay. Well, second podcast question coming up. Okay. Okay. So thinking about everything that we've talked about from isolation to suicide ideation and attempts to building community to being knowledgeable in certain spaces and not knowledgeable in others to just giving grace and being a caring voice. What does the word sissy mean to you? So... like this moment right now and for our listeners if you're tuning in for the first time sisu is a finnish term that translates loosely in english um to guts determination grit resilience strength kind of that all-encompassing term is sisu and so i'm asking you now right in this moment jake what does Sisu mean to you as it relates to your mental health journey? Sisu to me just means resilience. And, and by that, I mean like doing the thing no matter what. And, and to me, that's, that's, that's pushing this movement, that's doing mental health, that's continuing to like push my limits on like what, who I am and like stepping out of my comfort zone and yeah. all those things. But it's different for everyone. But for me, because some people, I tell people all the time, like a lot of people can't function like I do. I, I'm like, I'm doing things all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly busy. I'm constantly like stepping out. Like some people need to take a step back. But to me, I didn't do anything for a long time. I like took a step back. I tried to work my like little job that mm-hmm. I didn't like. And then come home and like play video games with my friends. Like it's, it's chill. You know what I mean? But I, I was miserable like that. So when I think of Sisu, I think of resilience. And, and for me, that means doing what matters to me, no matter how I feel. I hate saying this because it's not true. But like for me, sometimes I have to say, fuck your feelings. In ter- <laughs> and because and, like that's that's it's like it's like a bad term because like your feelings are very important. But like I'm going to get really depressed at times. Mm-hmm. Like I am. It's just I. I would love to say people are like, no, I don't say that. Like I've had it for years. It's gonna happen. Like yeah. it's 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 gonna happen. I'm gonna have weeks, months, however long, where I really struggle. But for me, like resilience for me is still doing the things that matter to me. In those in in those dark days, mm-hmm. and 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 telling myself that like, I can do it. That it does matter. That like. I'm going to get through it, that it means something to me, even when it feels like it doesn't. And I think sometimes we get caught up in resilience of like doing what we think we have to do, Mm -hmm. like a job or like making others like, you know, I'm showing up for others or all this stuff. But for me, it's the opposite. Like if I need to take steps back from that stuff, that's what I do. But making sure I do the stuff that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. no matter what, is is what I think of, is what resilience is to me, is no matter how down I am, um, how bad things are for me, how frustrated I am with things, I, I still am pushing for it in some way. And obviously that looks different. On a day-to-day basis, I can't give 110% on my yeah. worst days, but if I'm making a stride or a step forward in either personal growth or the movement in some way, shape, or form, 
even when my mind's telling me I should not exist anymore, that that makes me feel good and that makes me feel resilient. Totally. I love that. That was great. Perfectly said. All right. Well, is there anything that we didn't talk about today that you want to chat about? Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I said that like I was really going to get into something. I like, know. I was so like, cute. oh. <laughs> so cute. No. Um, no. Uh, I think I think we covered a lot, a lot of good stuff today. I cry. And I'm super, I'm super glad to be on the podcast. Heck it's, yeah. It's like me and you kill it together. I'm telling you. Doing the damn thing. I'm not going to say that I'm your best guest. <laughs> <laughs> best guest, uh, best uh, guest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry here is... <laughs> we do have great do chemistry. Have. Claire, Claire did say that. She's like, your guys' chemistry is like unmatched. <laughs> Stop it, Claire. But yeah, um... She's going to listen to this and oh, she's, she's going to like die of like turning red and be yeah. like blushing she's every, like, like every, every time. It's me. Every time Claire gets brought up, she's going to be like, me yeah. again. <laughs> but, uh, she's so freaking cute. She, she's, she's fantastic. Literally the, is a walking rainbow. Oh my God. She I is just a adore her. rainbow. Like if there was a rainbow in a, the darkness, <laughs> It's her. Like, she walks, <laughs> I tell you that, she walks into a room and it's literally just like the I, whole, she does bright the whole rooms. atmosphere is changed just because of her. Like, it's, it's phenomenal. She's fantastic. Heck Claire yeah. lets them uh, check, <laughs> check her out. <laughs> she's going to be a future yeah, guest. She'll be, so. she'll be a guest on here eventually. <laughs> Yeah. I know she listens to it if she says something to either one of us. Exactly. Just, we're not going to tell her to listen. She will. I know she will. I but do. we're not going to exactly. say anything. And then, <laughs> then when we hear back from her, I'll know. But yeah, but. Not that we've given her five minutes of airtime. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, I think mental health is so important. And I just want to end on saying, like, mental health. We get it a little twisted in thinking it's just suicide prevention mm-hmm. or our darkest days. But mental health is the whole thing. You know what I mean? You deserve your mental health when you're doing good. Your mental health when you're doing bad. Your mental health when you're in the middle. You deserve to talk about things that suck when you're at your best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, totally, like, totally. Like, you deserve to talk about your struggles when you're at your best. You deserve to talk about good things when you're still struggling. You know what I'm saying? When everything else around you or everyone else around you is crumbling, you still deserve to talk about good things. Yes, yes. Mental health is is a huge spectrum and we forget that because it, it gets categorized into like these just struggles mm-hmm. or suicide or things like that, but it's just so much more than that. And, and I really want to work on like broadening when we think about mental health, because it almost has a negative connotation. Yeah. Like when you bring up mental health, people are like, eh. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, totally. Or like, or like when you start talking about mental health, like here, or like, what do you do for your business in terms of mental health? They're like, is this like, that's not, that's part of it, of course, mm-hmm. but like, it's, it's so much more than that. And it's so powerful when, when you realize that like mental health is something that deserves to be talked about no yes. matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. Not just when you're at your worst. 
but when you're at your best and everywhere in between. Yeah, because we've all got mental health. We might not all have mental illness. Yeah, and there's the, a difference. And the power, the power is if you could help someone in the middle, then it's a lot easier road back to the top. Mm -hmm. But sadly, the most of us only get help. We catch it after. Yeah, when we're when we're at our worst, you know. So there's just so much power if if we created the space and, mm -hmm. and, and talked about these things in the middle or even at the top instead of at the bottom then maybe so many of us wouldn't go to the bottom correct i keep thinking about the song from jack johnson where'd all the good people go <laughs> so that's where we're gonna end things with the question where did all of the good people go because where are they my, um, <laughs> my thing is, I'm sorry, I'm going to add to that. Add on, add on. Because I used to believe that there were, like, no good people. There are. They're out there. You have to go find them. It's mm -hmm. tough. It's hard. But they're there. I was talking to one of my friends about this recently. But, like, I used to believe that, like, the world was shit. Everyone was an awful person. You know what I mean? I think it's no so one. easy to fall yeah, into that trap. Yeah, like, no one cares the way I do, you know. But these people are out there. They are. And there's so many of them. And they're, yeah. they're hard to find. But, like, they're out there. And there's a lot of them. And sometimes, as hard as it is, you have to put yourself out there and, and find the, the right spaces, you know. But they're out there. They're they're select and few, <laughs> yeah. But they're definitely out there, and, and and once you find them, it's it's a powerful thing. One hundred percent. All right, Jake. Where can the Sissy Squad find you? Because inevitably, they want to join the weekend movement. Yes. They want to join the people that care. They want to join the good people of the earth. So, so where can they find you? Weekendmovement.org is our website. Um, we have an Instagram page as well. I think it's we underscore can underscore movement, if I'm correct. Um, I that might be wrong. I'll link but, yeah, the yeah, anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, but like, I think that's what it is. Um, I don't want to say that to have you wrong. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and then my, my also, all my socials are, are um, just my name, Jake Danielson. You can find my podcast is called the Destroying Depression Podcast. If anyone wants to check that out. But which you do. Yeah. If you Very, like my show, yeah, Sissy Squad, you're gonna like Jake's. The cool thing about <laughs> mine is they're pretty brief, ten minutes. Yeah. Ten to fifteen minutes, um, an easy listen. So, but yeah, for, in terms of me, Jake Danielson. If you look me up, you usually can find me pretty easily. And and weekendmovement.org, not .com. Correct. .org. I get confused with stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then um. The Instagram page is as we underscore can underscore movement. We have a Facebook group as well, and then we post a lot of cool, powerful stuff in there. And and if you go to the 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 website and go to like get involved, it has a lot of events and, and stuff going on with us there. So perfect. Wow. Thank you so much Thank for being so on. Thank you me. so much for being you and for lighting my life up in the last four months or however long we've known each other. But I so appreciate you. I so appreciate the work that you do. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. 
Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you find your podcasts. It's All in My Head is a member of the Not Today Media Network. You can find us on Twitter at Not Today Network. Make sure that you're following along with me on social media. I can be found on Twitter at All in My Head Show and on Instagram at It's All in My Head Show. Until next time, stay well.